Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mage Wars Mondays. This is our first of the year 2015. And, uh, you know, I always like it, Aaron, whenever they say 2015, not 2015. I don't know if that's a... If you're a stickler for how people pronounce the years. But I know I am. Well, my thing was always when it was the year 2000... Yeah. I was like, nobody calls it 20-aught, yeah. or at least, I should say, <laughs> nobody I knew called it 20-aught. I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever, though. I was like, aughts. Aughts are fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. But, uh, but, yeah, nobody called it 2007. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is just a recent thing, I think. We're getting so lazy now. Now, now what I'm really thinking is people in, like, 1910, were they, were they like, oh, my gosh, these new kids these days, they have yeah. to... <laughs> 1909, what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, uh, I, my name is Rick Perez. If you guys have listened to this ep- uh, this podcast before, you know this is the official Mage Wars podcast, and you are about to get a decent 30 minutes of an awesome, uh, some would say spoiler, of what's to come later in this year from Arcane Wonders. Uh, my name is Rick from Let's Level Up. No official affiliation with Arcane Wonders, uh, but we do have my partner in crime joining us once again. Uh, I'm Aaron Brossman, uh, community manager, slash designer, and uh, uh, I am totally looking forward to hoverboards this year and Jaws 19. Got to happen. It's got. They got to make a lot of Jaws this year to catch up. Someone pointed fact- out that that even though the Cubs are theoretically good this year, they couldn't play Miami in the World Series because they're in the same league. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, no. Uh. No. <laughs> so, well, guys, Aaron has a special treat for not only you but for me as well. And since I'm just a selfish son of a gun, um, I've begged him to give me a sneak and give the world kind of a sneak preview of what's to come with Mage Wars Battlegrounds. And um, you know, we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast. So I'll tell you what I know, and then Aaron will catch us all up to speed. Mage Wars Battlegrounds introduces a, uh, a new play type and a way to create modular boards and actually a scenario play that will actually change your winning condition rather than just deathmatch to actually, I believe, be a capture and hold type scenario. Correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> so what this is going to do, and from what Aaron and Scott have just been just ridiculously teasing me with over the past eight months, is saying that once you play Battlegrounds, you will never want to play Mage Wars the same way again. Now, I don't know if that's going to be true for everybody. That is very enticing. Um, and and, and it's kind of sad at the same time. So, Aaron, can you can you speak a little bit to just that that big pitch that I've heard so many times from uh, from Scott specifically? Well... Um, the big thing with Battlegrounds, uh, is effectively there's three parts. Uh, one is the modular board set, which is kind of where the whole project started. Um, we wanted to provide a portable Mage War solution to the board. Um, and once we started thinking about that, then we thought, well... Why should they be limited to the board that we made? Uh, why shouldn't we be able to build whatever board we want? Um, and so, right now, um, and this should be, this should not change. 
should should not change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, asterisk on, on the on the rest asterisk. of this podcast is an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there's there's twenty tiles, and effectively you can take those tiles and lay them out. Each tile's a zone, and you're going to sit there and make the board however you want. If you want to have a you know five by four board, you can. You want to build the same board that comes in the base game? You can. Um, we've... I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I want to say there's 24 different arena setups in the in the rulebook. Um, of those, uh, the majority are set up for two-player games, but we do have some specific arena setups for three-player and four-player games. Um, so that was the other thing, is once we realized, oh, we want to we wanna make this so that people can build the boards they want, and then we were like, oh, my, man, if we include enough tiles, then people will be able to play multiplayer games without having to buy a second board, um, or rather say, you don't need a second core set board. You can build your multiplayer board out of just Battlegrounds. Uh, now, if you have more than four people, A, that is a titanically long game of Mage Wars, and I salute you. Uh, B, <laughs> you would need more tiles, um, because with 20 tiles, you're really not going to have enough room to play more than four sides, so to speak. So, um, if you play, if you play on teams, you can generate like you can play two-person teams on the board we already have. It gets a little cramped, but it's not it's not bad. Like I've played that a bunch and I've had a great time. Um, but this was made to be. <sighs> bigger like it's just more accommodating to multiplayer um and more portable that's where the that's where the whole thing started that's where battlegrounds uh got its its first uh its first legs on okay you, you've mentioned tiles a few times can you what is a tile is that just a zone or how big is it how many zones does a tile have are there any um, obstructions or anything or what makes a tile unique the tiles, um, basically, if you were to take the regular Mage Wars board uh -huh. and basically cut it out like puzzle pieces so that each tile was its own puzzle piece, that's what the tile, or at least zone was its own puzzle piece. Okay. That's what the tiles are. Each tile is a single zone, um, and it's basically identical to the the zones we have, um, functionally, I should say, functionally identical. The Battlegrounds board has completely new art. Um, it's, it's not the Westlock arena that you've seen before. It's not the Selenia arena that we released in the playmat. It's not the, uh, the Straywood arena that's in the, fourth printing corset um, that's going to be coming out uh, soon as well. This is a, this is completely different art. 
Um, this one is more... I guess the best way to describe it is cavernous. Okay. It's more kind of uh, raw, <clears throat> unworked. Um, but that's also where it gets really interesting, uh, is because there are quite a few tiles that have um, specific objects on them, specific features. Um, like, we have a tile that has, you know, like, bubbling magma on it. The cool part is we have the opportunity to go through and do some some fun uh, additions to those tiles. So the bubbling magma tile, if you're in it and you don't fly, it gives you a burn counter every round. Oh. Because it is really hot. Okay, so we're going to so, actually have environment variables, is that what you're saying, depending on the tiles? Yep. Oh my goodness, oh, that's awesome! There, there, there are uh, there are a bunch of them. Um, I want to say there's eleven. Now, but, are, like are I they... said, asterisk as I don't have my full book open in front of me at the moment. Sure, sure. Um, I'm a horrible human being, but um, <laughs> there are there are a bunch of uh, there are a bunch of those tiles, and they all have have some pretty unique effects. Um, are any of them are any of them uh, boons or are they all banes? Oh. Uh, it actually kind of splits. Okay. Uh, if I remember right, I want to say there's I want to say there's like four tiles that are bad. There's like three tiles that are good. And then I think there's like four that are somewhere in between. Okay. Um, but, so I've told you a bad one. One of the good ones. Um, one of the good ones is a magic circle scrawled, uh, on the ground by one of the angels. If you're in that zone, and you're living, it gives you regenerate one. Oh, wow. But if you're in that zone, and you're not living, then during upkeep it deals you one damage. Because it's a it's a holy circle and it likes it likes living things. That makes a lot of sense. So um, that one's pretty fun. Um, and yes, there are definitely a couple others. Um, and then one of them that's kind of uh, in between uh, is there's an altar. Um, it tile looks awesome. It's like this kind of broken down. Um, statue with a little altar. You know, looks like it's not been used in years. If you have a creature in that zone, you can sacrifice that creature and you're going to get some mana, but more importantly, you're going to get uh, one Vitar. Now, I did not just speak in tongues. <laughs> uh, the whole... The, the second part of Battlegrounds is the scenario, is domination. Um, we've been wanting to do, uh, you know, to introduce some scenario-based play for a while, and this seemed like an opportune time to do so. Um, domination, we have uh, all the boards that we have in the, the rulebook, all of the arenas, have 
uh, placements on them for um, the various control points. The control points are uh, these VTAR orbs. And what those are is long, 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 long ago, um, eons and eons before Sigourney Weaver ruled... No, um, <laughs> but long ago, when the dragons were actually present and active on Etheria, they, they could use mana more efficiently and more abundantly than any mortal mage is capable of now. They created these artifacts for their personal use. Um, there was an artifact called a Vatorak. And what that does is it opens up a portal to the Plane of Voltari. The Plane of Voltari is where uh, arcane magic gets its power from. So, like, when you're summoning a... When you're summoning, like, a mana leech, um, you're basically pulling it from there. Okay. Or, you're, or, like, a hydra is using energies from there to make something in this, uh, you know, to change a creature in this world. Um, so, it's this other plane and has all this arcane power. Well, the dragons have this artifact called a Vatorak, and that lets them open a plane to Voltari and basically just kind of use all this pure mana. It just makes this big conduit. Um, effectively, it's a, it turns this entire other plane into a giant magic battery. Um, but the way that you got the portal stabilized was you had to have these VTAR orbs, and the orbs would power up the artifact. So, fast forward to current time in Etheria. Um, nobody's seen a dragon for years. Um, people barely remember them. Um, it's kind of like folklore and myth. It's like, whatever, dragons aren't, aren't a thing. But people have discovered now these artifacts. They've found them in various places across the world. And so various mages want to activate them so that they can get this awesome rush of power. Um, so that's what you're fighting over in Domination, is you and the other mage have stumbled across one of these artifacts. You see their orbs out there. By controlling the orbs, you're controlling the flow of power to the artifact. And the first person to store enough power gets to open the artifact. Once the artifact has become activated, um, then you have this awesome rush of power and you can dispatch your foe pretty much however you please. Okay. So, um, that's the that's the basic idea. Um, the way it plays out is in various zones on the board there are uh, these VTAR orbs. Those are what you need to control to get the VTAR, which is the power to power up the artifact. So, over the course of the game, you're maneuvering your troops, your opponent's maneuvering their troops, and you're trying to grab more of these VTAR orbs so that your uh, 
you're gaining power so that you can get to that threshold where you can turn the orb on. Okay. And and dispatch your foe. Oh. Now, so the, the other interesting... Oh. The, yep. the overall win condition is still to defeat the other op- uh, opponent? Or when you get the artifact, does it just instantly kill the other person? Uh, the, the artifact, if you turn the artifact on, you win. Okay. Um, opening that portal, is, that is that is a victory condition in and of itself. You can okay. still kill the other mage. Um, you can still awesome. go for uh, go for the throat, so to speak, and just try and um, take him out before you can turn it on. But uh, one of the interesting things is that as you start gathering this Vitar, this power. Um, the orbs you control will grant you a boon every turn. Um, so as you, like if I control three orbs and it's my turn, at the start of the turn, I get to decide, do I want that orb power to give me three extra mana that round, or do I want it to heal me three that round? So as you control more orbs... Um, you get more boons. It's still possible to kill you. Um, you're not you're not invincible, but you do get you do get boons for controlling the orbs. Now awesome. there is one very important thing about the orbs. Each of the orbs is guarded. Um, okay. The the dragons had uh, created special. Uh, creatures that basically slumber until they're needed, and then they guard the orbs. So in order to, to take an orb, you have to kill its guardian. Okay, um, or can... I should say, someone has to kill its guardian. <laughs> okay. If you kill the guardian and your opponent swoops in and steals your orb, <laughs> then that's a problem. Um, Interesting. And trust me, that has totally happened. Now, to, to actually... happened. To actually take that orb, is it just a mage that can do it, or can creatures take it as well? To take an orb, to take an orb, you have to have dealt one damage to it with a melee attack. Um, basically, the orbs require you to touch them uh, to activate them. Okay. So someone has to have done a melee attack that did at least one damage. And when you do that, that takes an orb from neutral and makes it under your control. Okay. Now, the interesting thing is, if your opponent swoops in and goes, you have that orb under your control, I want that orb, and they go and hit it, it doesn't go to their control. It becomes neutral again. So if you want to steal the orb, you have to hit it twice. Now, something like uh, double strike on the same target, would that uh, trigger it twice? Oh uh, yeah, no, totally. If awesome. you if you get um, Sir Corazon in the zone with it, you can totally bap bap take it. Sweet. So I, I'm just picturing just how many cool maneuver shenanigans that you're going to be able to pull in this uh, in this particular style of uh, of gameplay. Well, there's some. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff. Um, I know one of the things when we were, when uh, Scott and I were playtesting, uh, one of the things that I like to do 
is try and speed out a uh, some sort of archer. Uh, I believe at the time I was using the anvil thrown crossbowmen. Um, but you set them so that they have range on multiple orbs, and then you use them to pick off the guardians, huh. or to weaken the guardians, so then you can swoop in, kill them, and take the orb. Um, will the, that will one was the guardians just stay in that one zone, or will they try to chase yes. you? Can, you? can you draw aggro, I guess, is the question. The guardians, um, when they're in the same zone as the orb, they get a guard token every round. Um, so they'll hit you back once, but they don't leave the zone. They're they're bound there. Okay. Um, spe- I guess more specifically, you can't make them leave the zone. Oh, okay. Um, they're so you couldn't just push them away or anything like that. They're they're unmovable, and they're also what we call anchored. Anchored is something that I think is going to excite people. Um, it's not. It's only on a couple of things right now. I'm not going to spoil them too much. Yeah, right now. Wink. But anchored <laughs> is a trait that says you cannot be teleported. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's pretty sweet. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, so the the guardians are unmovable and they're anchored when they're in the same zone as a an orb. So literally you can't push them out. You can't teleport them out, um, and you can't take the orb until they're dead. So, um, someone is forced to deal with them if they want that orb. Okay. That's awesome. That just sounds no, awesome. It, <laughs> it, like, the various times Scott and I have played, it's been super fun. Um, so, I know the last <sighs> couple times I was playing a druid, um, and my whole strategy was... Drop a raptor vine on the orb square. So all I did was grow out vines, and then I'm like, oh, I want that orb. <laughs> raptor vine. <laughs> raptor vine kills the guardian. Because raptor vines are awesome. Um, I think he hated that book. Because he kept walking, <laughs> towards, he kept walking towards orbs, and I kept being like, haha, tangle vine. <laughs> no, you can't get into the orb zone. That's awesome. mine my orb um no there's there's a lot of crazy things you can do um the beauty of domination is that yes you can play the same book you would play in normal mage wars and you'll probably have a fair amount of success but at the same time this opens up entire new um strategies of play uh you can do all sorts of new new stuff. You can. It encourages styles of play that are not normally encouraged. For sure. Like, obviously, having having lots of creatures is a great thing, because um, it makes it easier to have someone go in and and take an orb. But at the same time, I know that we've had uh, some of our playtesters who have actually gone through and played with uh, the Force Master and, like, one creature. And they did well. Um, they, If I remember right, and I could be, I could be wrong, but I, if I remember right, they ran around, would tap something with the Force Master, and then 
would use the invisible stalker to run in and tap uh, an orb to make it neutral. Because once it's become, once someone's taken it, then you have to guard it if you want people not to be able to attack it. Like, uh, if I want to keep the orb under my control, I need to guard it. Sure. Um, so that you can't attack it. Well, anything with elusive gets around that. We had a guy, um, we had a guy use one of the new cards in the set, um, because it, it gives a bunch of a certain kind of creature elusive, and so he was, uh, stealing things from under people's noses all the time. (laughs) It was kind of awesome. Oh, that sounds great, man. But that's the, that's the third part of, uh of domination or of battlegrounds colon domination sweet um is uh there's a bunch of new spells and many of them have domination specifically in mind um we have spells that that do effects based on the number of orbs you control um you know they become more powerful uh more potent if you control a bunch of orbs um we have spells that are going to help you control orbs or I should say maintain orbs um, then there are spells that are not while not specifically domination oriented um, they are domination kind of themed um, like obviously this is a format that favors movement tricks mm-hmm. and anti-movement tricks um, so there are some spells that, that deal with that. Um, there are some spells that... Uh, well, uh, there are some spells that, you know, kind of play to what Domination is good at, but they're not, they're not specifically earmarked for Domination. Like, you're not going to lose anything by playing them in, in, in Arena. Okay. Um, or I should say, in standard arena. This is all arena, but in the in the standard arena games. And then the last thing with the cards is we had a fair number of promos that we thought were pretty pretty appropriate for this set, um, and that they bring something to the table for a domination style game. So uh, we we are going to see several promo cards get printed for the first time. In this set, so they'll become, they'll become legal. Awesome. So oh, it's uh, pretty exciting. I'm, I'm kind of pumped. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. This has got to be. This is huge. I mean, just, uh, just me listening to it. I'm, I'm wanting to play it so bad. <clears throat> so, in addition to the the twenty tiles that we're gonna get, we're gonna get a new a new fancy rule book that explains the scenario and how everything is gonna be played. About how many cards are, are coming in the box? You know, I know you don't have an exact number right now, but uh, are we looking at fifty or? This is approximate sure. raw number of cards, not individual spells, but rather. Sure, a giant sure. stack of cards. It's like 112. Okay. So, I want to uh, say. So, uh, like a um, kind of like the same amount we got in Forged in Fire, right? Was that, is that similar? Uh, Forged in Fire was 160. 
160. Oh, it was 160. Okay, okay. Um, but this is uh, this is going to be a a similar number of cards to um, conquest. Okay. Uh, but like I said, there are many cards in there that are are domination specific. So, um, not everything is. Uh, it's not all like, oh, we can just slap this into all of our spell books. Um, now, at the same time, if you, for some reason, really want to put the domination-specific cards in your spellbook, um, there's nothing to stop you, except that without the orbs and without uh, certain aspects of domination, they are going to be woefully uh, unbalanced on the low end. Okay. <laughs> so they're made with domination in mind. Uh, so you know you may want to put one in your spellbook, but odds are good that uh, if you're not playing domination, you should not do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <clears throat> so um, I mean, we're about we're about up on time. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about about domination um, or about battlegrounds rather um, that we haven't already discussed? I guess the last thing to say about Battlegrounds is uh, when we sat down and talked to Brian about wanting to do the the modular board. Um, And then he was like, well, I've really been wanting to do, you know, scenario gameplay. Um, And then those ideas kind of became one thing. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, Brian's very big on the fact that this this is Battlegrounds 1, there will be a Battlegrounds 2, okay. and probably a 3. Um, Cap- I'm not looking that far forward sure. at the moment. I'm trying to finish what's what we've... I mean, we've got a lot of things rolling, so it's trying to... You know, it's trying to spin all the plates yeah. to use a uh, <laughs> an Ed Sullivan show image, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's but... Like- you can you can wink at me to to answer this question, but is is capture the flag coming anytime soon? Capture the flag is one of the scenarios we've discussed. Okay, I do not know if when. Sorry. Okay, um, that was that was that was just for me. That was for everybody. Because I know I know <laughs> if we're talking just um, you know World of Warcraft battlegrounds. The, I think the first one they did, or one of the first three. Uh, yeah. Was was yeah. Was Warsong Gulch is capture the flag. Yeah, and that's just one of those one of those. But awesome this is more Arathi Highlands. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, man, this sounds so great. I can't. wait. Do we have a, an an estimated uh, price that you could throw out right now? Um, so Oddly enough, of all the numbers that I vaguely know, that's the one that I don't at all. <laughs> okay, that's that's perfect. And uh, uh, unfortunately, that's a that's that's probably a Scott question. Yeah, no, no. And way. unfortunately, he's not with us tonight. Yeah, so everybody, tweet at Scott at Crit Happens, and uh, just tell him <laughs> how disappointed you are that he couldn't make it. Oh man, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Let's start the new year by having Scott hate us. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a great plan. Um, Achievement unlocked. 
All right, everybody. Well, I, I hope you guys appreciated this episode, or really, rather not appreciated, but enjoyed this episode. I know I sure did. Just as a Mage Wars fan, and that's that's one of the I got kind of the coolest job in the world that I get to work with a game company that I absolutely adore and a game that I absolutely uh, am, am in love with, and I get to get all this inside information and share it with you all. So, from uh, Mage Wars fan to Mage Wars fans, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron, for the details. Um, do you have anything would you like to say? with the fans before we go ahead and sign off um uh, i think everyone should remember what is best in life um and what is best in life is to gosh trying to remember something something your enemies see them driven before (laughs) you and hear the lamentations of their women um this clearly means i need to watch conan again yeah for sure New Year's, new, new, easy New Year's resolution. There you go. <laughs> go watch Conan again. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. Um, again, my name is Rick with Let's Level Up. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio and on iTunes. Um, all of this information is available on letslevelup.net. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Let's Level Up, and Aaron is at Ned the Destroyer. So please follow us. Let us know how you're liking the podcast. Let us know what future episodes you'd like to see for 2015. Oh, I went and did it. Oh, man, that was a callback, but in the wrong way. Dang it. Mess it up. Mess it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, give uh, hit uh, Aaron up on the the Mage Wars forums. He's at uh, he's Latin fans there, and um, definitely let us know how we're doing and uh, what you'd like to hear from this year. So, thank you so much for watching, or rather listening. 